I think a lot of you are going to be pretty surprised when Carrie and I talk about uh, what life is going to look like for you after, after weight loss. And we're also going to bring up other areas of your life because unfortunately nobody gets a free ride. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight-up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer with Carrie Thompson for another great episode. Of course, I mean, I think I think almost all of ours are great. I think I remember Tom Hanks one time doing an interview with, um, you know, one of the one of the big talk show hosts. And and he said, I've made a lot of movies. A few of them were good. And that's kind of how I feel about the podcast. Like, I mean, most of them are good, but there are a couple that ah, they're okay. But I think this is another great episode. Do you kind of feel the same way about our podcast? Yeah, I love all of our podcasts. I listen to them when they come out in the barn doing chores. I have a couple of things I listen to each morning, and that's definitely only once a week on those. But I have a couple of people I faithfully listen to every morning and I love it when it's Wednesday mornings. I do too. I love Wednesday mornings and, and I like to, it just, it, it actually encourages us when we listen to our podcast. And uh, I also listen to it to find areas that I can improve places, maybe where I stutter or pay places where I say, um, too much or things like that. So today I don't know how you're going to feel about this uh, too much, guys, because this is going to this is called the battle doesn't end or the battle never ends. I'm trying to yeah, the battle. I'm trying to remember what at the time I'm recording. We're recording this. I don't know what I'm going to call it. Something like the battle doesn't end. And I don't know how you're going to feel, because I think a lot of you are going to be pretty surprised when Carrie and I talk about. Uh, what life is going to look like for you after, after weight loss. And we're also going to bring up other areas of your life because unfortunately nobody gets a free ride. This is a tough one because when I first started talking about it, this, this was born. I mean, this concept is not new. Again, the Bible says there is nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that this is not new. However, I recently started talking about it with a group. I want to be very authentic with them. Uh, about my own struggles, my own battle. And, and I, as I was saying it, it kind of got depressing. It got more and more depressing. And I didn't mean for that, but we do listen. After you listen to this podcast, we're going to give you solutions. We're going to give you some stuff to make the battle, the struggle a little bit easier, but we want to, in all authenticity and all truth, come to you and be real and say, that the battle doesn't end. And I think that it's wrong for us not to be honest about this. So the other day when I was at mom's house, sis, and she was watching Hazel, I stopped back by to pick her up. I said to her that we were going to record this podcast. And I originally called it, you'll always struggle. And so I said to mom, you know, the bottom line is mom, because you know, Carrie and I are always going to struggle every day. And she said, I don't think you should call it that. I don't think you should think, think um, about it like that because the, the, there are power in your words. Um, and so I battled back and forth because I said, well, wait a minute. All right. So maybe I won't call it, you know, you'll always struggle, but the reality is 
we we do you and I and many others we do struggle we do battle on a daily basis we have to make a choice on a daily basis sometimes like our aunt barbara said hour by hour is sometimes not a daily choice it's an hourly choice to make the right to make the right decision whether it be your walk with christ whether it be the way you're raising your kids whether it be how you're reacting to your boss whether it be a toxic mother-in-law and whether it be your weight loss journey you are going to make a choice and so it, it even in maintenance um i am straight up honest when i say i do battle it every day and i know carrie does too so i want to tell you first if you're good with this christy i want to talk about why it's important that we're upfront with you and then I think understanding why you're struggling, I think is also important. And we've talked about these concepts, but number one, why is it important that we're authentic with you? So when my kids were little, Christy, I would have other mothers over for play dates. And I would like, we're talking like little kids, like two and three-year-olds, one and two-year-olds, like where it's just really a daily struggle to keep the house clean, to keep things picked up, to keep them clean, to keep the laundry, to keep the dogs, to keep toys off the floor, to keep the food off the edge of the high chair. Like it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. All the moms out there understand. I would invite a mom over and I would just, scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub and it would just be oh, you know for like that one hour so they would show up and what the lord revealed to me once when i was a young mother was when you now am i saying don't clean your house that's not what i'm saying but when you present something perfectly to other people it makes them feel inferior and wonder what's wrong with them. Why? Because we don't, we aren't honest about the struggle. So I'm not saying have it be a mess, but be real, be real. Like you, not everything has to be perfect when somebody comes over. So as weight loss coaches, if Christy and I never talk about this with you, you are going to think I'm the only one that has a messy house with toddlers. I'm the only one that has some crap in the, in the, in the floorboard of my car. I'm the only one that has to pick French fries out of the car seat. So we don't want you to feel that way. We want you to know that when my kids were little, I had to pick French fries out of the car seat. When my kids were little, I had. So I want, that's why I think it's really important because in, in being real with you, although Christy's house is pretty clean most of the time. And my house is really clean too, but there are not days when it's not that way. There are days when Dolly peed in the living in the, in, you know, on my cement floors. And I'm just now my dogs destroyed their little room. They stay in it's mud from, uh, I was telling Christy, hang on, I got a mop, but that's real life. So I think it's really important that we come to you about this because I think that you then can look at us and go, Oh, I'm not the only one. The worst feeling in the world, Christy, is to feel like you're alone in something. Mm -hmm. And I do tell my coaches and Carrie and I both, I say, I want you to be authentic, but not unstable. So we do want to be right. authentic, but we do, we are a product of our product and we do walk the code red lifestyle. Uh, but yes, it is a battle. And I'm telling you right now, as you know, I know I'm going to say it again. I am training for a bodybuilding competition. I do get on stage March 2nd, March 2nd from right now is 12 weeks away. And I am already thinking about what life is going to look like after this whole competition. Cause right now it's really, really, really strict. It's unrealistic diets, uh, unrealistic workout, unrealistic cardio and lifting unrealistic lifestyle. It's just not realistic for long-term, not for me. So what is life going to look like? So, and I don't know, I don't want to regain all the weight that I've lost, 
I don't want to go back to being what I was before. I like my body and I like the way I feel and I like the way I look. So I'm already like, I've been making a note of things that I struggle with. Like, where do I go wrong? Where did I go wrong before that got me so far overweight? Where, where, how do I prevent that from going back again? And I'm already thinking about it because I don't want to go back. And I'm in the same boat that a lot of you guys are in when you're in our maintenance program. And when you're in our weight loss program, you're thinking ahead, you're thinking ahead. And we keep telling you, ah, just don't worry about it right now. Just, you know, let's just handle this right here. But I'm thinking ahead too. So I totally understand that I'm trying to figure out what the future beyond March 2nd is going to look like. I don't want to go off the rails. I don't want to, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with going and having a burger. I haven't had one in forever or going to have pizza. I haven't had one in forever. I don't think that there's anything, there's nothing. I don't believe in good food, bad food. I believe in foods that line up with your goal or foods that hurt your goal right now. I'm only eating foods that line up with my goal and it's hard to not want to have something else. So maybe I want to go have something else, but how do I not have something else plus something else plus, and then a plus, plus, plus leads, leads up to, you know, 30 pounds that I gained back that I will have lost by the time I get on stage. And I'm already, I'm already, I wouldn't even, I mean, I'm already a little bit worried. So I guess the next step in that parade will be, why is Christy worried? Why? Why Why is Christy thinking about this? The, the head, the genius behind Code Red, the genius, the mastermind. So why is she worried about it? Why do I say to Christy, the struggle is real? The battle doesn't end. Because any of you listening to our, the sound of our voices that are Code Red Rebels, that have done the Code Red Lifestyle, you probably are for the, there are some people that are not this way, but you are a recovering sugar addict and you are going to be faced daily with the thing that brought you down. Now, if you do meth, I'm sorry, first of all, you're probably not listening to our podcast because you don't have a weight problem. Most meth people have teeth problems, not weight problems. Um, and you do meth, you clean up your life. You go to rehab, you decide that you're going to quit drinking. You go to, um, you go to AA, you clean up, you change your friends. Now, if you stay meth free, you stay alcohol free, you stay cocaine free, you stay marijuana free, as long as you change the people you're hanging out with and your accessibility to those drugs, you actually don't have to be around those drugs again. Now, AA people might go to an event, there might be alcohol there, but that's, if you don't wanna be around meth, guess what? You don't have to be around meth. If you don't choose to be around people that do heroin and cocaine and, and all that, smoke weed, you don't have to be around those people. You don't ever have to be exposed to that drug again. But guess what? Our drug, sugar, carbohydrates, crap food, not all carbs, it's, it never goes away, Christy. So that is why this is so important. And that is why this battle is so hard because you have to face down your demon daily. Daily, you got to look it in the eyes. Daily, you got to deal with it. And that is exhausting emotionally and mentally. And, and I, and the battle is in my mind it, and it, and it, this, this, this whole, um, angel and demon on the shoulder, they constantly, um, they constantly argue with each other about food. Um, and I'll say, 
oh, you know, people know that I've joked about it. I love popcorn. And I'll say, well, I want popcorn. Problem is, you know, like, and then I'll say, oh, but you can't have popcorn. It's, you know, and oh my Lord, this dialogue that takes place is such a huge pull. And it's, it's maddening what goes on in my head that I justify things. Oh, I'll start over tomorrow. Oh, it's okay for just this once. Well, it's ain't never just this once. Well, I'll start over tomorrow. Well, I just won't eat tomorrow. Well, I'll just, you know, um, I'll, you know, I punish myself and I do this maddening da, 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 in my head. It's, it's this constant tug of war that's going on. And so I'm trying to get out ahead of it now and trying to, I'm going to talk to Eric about it. I'm going to say, all right, where did, where's the biggest problem that you see me going wrong? I'm going to talk to um, different people in my life that I trust. And there aren't very many people at my level and higher. And so I'm going to, I'm going to trust, I'm going to talk to Chris Gethin. I'm going to um, kind of figure out the different, like, what do they do to stay on track? And it sounds so silly, even hearing myself say this, like you might be like jaw on the floor. I can't believe Christy's saying these things, but here we are. I am. I'm sharing this stuff with you. Carrie is sharing this stuff with you because I, I'm truly having this dialogue even now, 12 weeks out from show, three months out where I'm not even having to worry about this yet because I'm on track because my coach is on me like white on rice. I got to send him in my weight. I got to send him in daily progress pictures of what I look like that day. I mean, it ain't no joke. I've got Netflix following me around, filming me at everything I do. So like right now I'm not struggling, but I know when their cameras are gone, the coach is gone. When I've got no one to check in with what's going to happen to me. And I think that, I mean, you make a great point. And I think that something that actually applies to our people would be when you get to goal. Like y'all know you gotta, you gotta battle it out. Like Christy's saying, what do I do the day after the competition? What do you do the day you get to goal? And here's the harsh reality. The day you get to goal, you still got to watch what you eat. Yeah. The day you get to goal, you just don't go bring. Right. And all of a sudden you're set free. And let me just tell you, I have spent time in prayer saying, God, just deliver me. Why can't I be like those people that don't care if they eat or not? I forgot to eat today. (laughs) YOLO. You know, I mean. (laughs) I'm like my macros, like licking, you know, licking the bowl of my getting the, if I got a hair in my salad dressing, licking the salad dressing off my hair. Cause I want every little bit of it. You know, I mean, that's my lot in life. My lot in life is that I come from a genetic background of people that tend to be overweight and it's never gonna go away until the good Lord calls me home mm-hmm. and they lay my body in the ground. Cause I'm not getting cremated. Cause that's creepy. Aww. So uh, yeah, just so you know, Chrissy, don't, I believe in cremation. No, your soul is in heaven with Jesus. Don't no. take up, don't take up earth space with your bullcrap casket. Oh, no, 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 no. Cause listen, there ain't no grave gonna <laughs> hold my body down. Yeah. <laughs> there ain't no grave. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm going to get up out of that ground. I'm not getting up out of an urn. <laughs> I'm getting up out of the ground. <laughs> This but you're com- totally right. And I think you just nailed it. Them. You just hit the, yeah. the nail on the head and the head for me. Nothing is going to change on March no. 3rd. Nothing's no. going to change for me. I just think that you just like, I just, it hit me when you said nothing changes. And I was like, it you changes. know what? She's right. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. I mean, you don't, I don't think you have to do the intensity and sure. the, I, I mean, I know you're doing some crazy stuff with calories right now, which is fine. This is why not very many people enter bodybuilding competitions because it's torturous. And I don't know what Christy was thinking, but that's okay. We love her. We love her anyway. But, but I don't think Christy has to do the same craziness that she's doing right now, but the day you get goal 
It's the same battle. It's still saying no to the ice cream. It's still saying no to the cheesecake. It's still preferring to feed and nourish your body with bacon and eggs and avocado Mm -hmm. and, you know, and, and leafy greens and sauteed mushrooms and hamburger patties. And, you know, a big thing of asparagus, you're still making those choices. And I think people have this misnomer. And this is why we have a weight regain problem in our country is Weight Watchers like you got to go. And you get a ribbon. And nobody talks about the battle does not stop because you're at goal. Maybe you're not the same calories if you do a home study program with us. Maybe your macros don't look the same, but the temptation doesn't go away. It doesn't change. And I think that people think that they're going to get to that 140 pound mark and that everything's going to be okay. And that is why we have a weight regain problem in this country. And that is why you have to mourn the loss of ever having it easy. I have a friend, Christy, I've talked about this multiple times. She drinks Mountain Dew all day, regular Mountain Dew, not even diet, and eats crap. She's super skinny, but it's still coming for her. It's still coming for her. I bet she has heart disease. I bet she has fat around her visceral organs. So she doesn't get out of the rules. The rules don't cease to exist once you get to goal. And I I feel like we don't talk about the fact that it's still going to be, it's still going to be a challenge. And the bottom line is you either struggle because you don't fit in the seat at the roller coaster at the, at the theme park, or you're going to struggle to make good choices, but the struggle doesn't end. It's either, or you either regain your weight because you didn't struggle the other way. There's no, there's no other choice. There's no middle road where you zip along and eat Twinkies and you sing happy songs and you go out for ice cream every night. It doesn't exist. And I'm sorry because I wish it did. I really do. It doesn't exist. Yeah. I wish we lived in a Willy Wonka kind of factory and and, and that's just not the fairy tale world that we live in. And this goes with any walk of your life, if you are a Christ believer, if you are a Christian, you love Jesus. I didn't notice. I didn't say religion. I don't like religion. Uh, Jesus didn't even like religion. He didn't like the religious folks because they were man-made rules. We're talking about a relationship with Christ. If you have a relationship with Christ and Jesus is your friend and you, you love Jesus just because you, you can still love Jesus and then kind of stop spending time with him because you kind of, you, you got busy and, and you didn't, you know, like maybe you wake up early and you, and you pray, or maybe, I don't know, whatever your, whatever your relationship with, with God looks like So just because you have loosened up the rules a little bit, doesn't mean you don't love God. And just because you have loosened up the rules with code red, doesn't mean you are, you no longer believe in the, in the proper human diet. Doesn't mean that you don't love code red. It's mean a few things slipped and you got to tighten it back up. Same thing with your walk of Christ. Okay. A few things slipped. You let, you let your boundaries, you know, you had a boundary. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to study the word. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to pray. I'm going to spend time with God between you know, 5 a.m. and 5:20 a.m. I'm making that up. And you things got in the way and you you were scrolling through TikTok. I mean, I know it happens to me. I love TikTok. I scroll through TikTok, the time gets away from me. That doesn't mean you don't love Christ. That means you just gotta tighten things back up again. So we think we automatically kind of think sometimes when someone falls off the wagon and they regain their weight, they must hate code red. It's not true. And this also 
goes to any area of your life. If you're, if you're a gardener, but when your commitment to your marriage, your commitment to parenting, your commitment to your job, whatever it is, you've got to just recommit daily. And just cause it loosens up and you fall off a little bit, doesn't mean you don't hate that. It just means that things just got a little bit off track. Well, also they have the expectation that the battle's going to stop once they get to goal. Mm. You guys, the Bible is full of scriptures about struggle and about persevering. And I love two of them. I looked for this one, Christy, James chapter one, verse two, count it all joy, my brothers and sisters, when you meet trials of various kinds, for, you know, that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And this applies to weight loss. Count it joy. Sometimes Christy, when I'm, and I'll read the rest of the scripture, when I'm walking through the home Depot and I see those Swedish fish, I actually say to myself, Carrie, I'm really proud of you. You said no, and you walk past, and I'm proud of you. Not, oh, for all the times I haven't said no. Just, I'm proud of you, Carrie. You did a great job. You're getting stronger every day. And let the steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Count it all joy, for you know the testing produces steadfastness. And this one... And this is James one verse three. So just, uh, you know, a uh, little bit further down for, you know, the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and steadfast have its full effect. Oh, oh, it's the same thing. There was another one. Sorry. Sorry. Hold on. I apologize. Oh, sorry, Christy. That you was to say when... something while you're looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought I had I was gonna, it. I, I said the same thing when I left Marley and Steven's house, Marley and Steven had this beautiful, huge house. And the, the, the center Island, it looks like an aircraft carrier is freaking huge. And it was full of all that food. I mentioned that I think on the last podcast. Um, and when I got through the whole, I, when I got through the whole Friendsgiving without going through it, do that with, I didn't go near the food. I got in my car and I said to myself, uh, I am so proud of you. You did such a good job, Christy. And everybody would expect me to do a good job because I'm on this, I'm on this, this transformation path and we're filming and stuff, but still I can be proud of myself. And I was so proud of myself. And I said it out loud. Every time I do something like that, I'm always proud of myself. I say to myself, I'm so proud of you. You did a great job. We talked about this the other morning. You shared a non-scale victory with me. And I was like, yeah, I stand with you on this. Okay. So I believe it was Paul who wrote Corinthians Corinthians and the Lord, the Paul had something wrong with him. And I'm probably getting some of this wrong and I'm sorry. In second Corinthians 12 verse eight, he says three times. I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But the Lord said to me, my grace is sufficient for you and my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly for my weakness so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So he's talking about his walk with God. But even, even someone is amazing. The apostle Paul, he said, God, take it from me. Carrie, I have stood crying and been like, Lord, let me just not want to eat the crap. Let this go away. You know, and, and, and it hasn't happened in that same miraculous deliverance. I mean, I, I can't tell you the number of people that they, they prayed over their cigarettes and they got delivered from smoking the people that prayed over. I mean, mentor Lacey, mentor Lacey drank 
so much. I mean, I believe it was, oh, it was either a fifth like or a, a half fifth, a fifth a day. A fifth a day a fifth or something. Day. Yeah. And she was totally delivered, totally delivered. free from alcohol when she started Code Red. I mean, she should have been in an ICU uh, watching her for seizures. Her story is phenomenal. But anyway, that same, I, I want to have that, that, you know, uh, that moment, that donkey on the road where the, the angel appears. I want to have that, that road moment. And it doesn't always happen. But yeah. All this negativity, or, you know, we're being honest, not negativity. There are things you can do, Christy, to make your path less bumpy. So you can either do the regain path or the go back to where you were path or the seatbelt extender path or the clothes don't fit path, or you can't find anything in Lane Bryant that looks good. Or all you can do is shop in the big lane. You can go back on that path, or you can stay on the path of health and healing. This path, doesn't have to be potholes. It can be smooth, Christy. It's still going to be a struggle, a battle, but I think there are some things you can do to really make this a little bit more smooth sailing. Here's the good news in our message today. And I know Christy probably has some thoughts on some things that you can do to make the path better. Oh, well, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I thought you were getting ready to, to list oh, I yours. Can say it. I can say it, but I thought maybe I was I don't know if mine's going to line up with what you're saying, but I will tell okay. you that to make your path easier, uh, you're going to have to get into the maintenance program a hundred percent because I have a maintenance roadmap that is going to get you. I'm hoping that Eric has kind of a maintenance roadmap for me. Like what does life look like after, after competition for me? But I don't think he does. So I'm just telling you that we do, we can, we can put you through a maintenance program that is specifically designed and no, you don't have to never have pizza again. You don't have to never have a glass. I will teach you how to, how to, how to live the life that you want, but keep your weight off at the same time. And it's a very specific maintenance roadmap in our maintenance program. So there is so much hope for you. Yeah, there is. And that's a great way to go. The other thing that you can do, if you had a hundred pounds to lose, you lost 50 and you're, you know, you're wanting to stop and you just want to stay on the road to good health. One thing you can do is you can control, you know, in the matrix, Christy, when they were like, clickety, click, click, click. And they go, we are, well, we're, what did he say? We're something for the constructs of the, of the matrix. We're, you know, we're, we're adjusting for the constructs of the matrix. Mm. And then a wall will come up and then Neo be like, okay, oh, old right. movie. Right. So I want you to, I want you to consider the constructs, the, the, the variables in the matrix. Yes. So here are some of the variables you can control. You can control what crap comes in your house. Yes, mm -hmm. you can. And if you are very careful about that, is there ever going to be a day that I'm like, bring on the little bowls of, of baby Ruth's and the, and bring on the stacks of fudge and little boxes on my counter and put out a big platter of caramel corn. No, that day will never come for me. Mm -hmm. It will never come. So what do I do? If I want to have those things like Chrissy teaches in maintenance, there's a very specific way I do it, but I don't have that crap in my house. I don't go buy full size Hershey bars and leave them in my pantry. I don't buy Fruit Loop cereal and whole milk and leave it in my fridge in my pantry. So you can adapt for the constructs of the matrix by doing things to set yourself up for success. And your environment is the biggest way you can do this. The hands down biggest way is you control what you can control. You control your environment. You control what comes in your house. You control what you allow to go in your fridge. You control what you allow your children to eat half of and bring home. 
That is up to you. And your road will be smoother if you will just worry about the constructs of your matrix. If you will just define your home environment, it'll be easier for you to stay on track and to keep your weight off. Because despite what the Sex in the City uh, show uh, is all about, you actually spend more time at home than you do anywhere else. At the, the, the shows on TV or the people that you see on Instagram, people living in New York City and LA, and they're always like going out to brunch, mimosas, like they're going out all the time. They're eating all the time. They're going shopping all the time. Guys, that is not the reality. You're sitting in front of you was a girl who lived in New York City for five years. I know well, the reality of living in New York City is extremely expensive. People don't really do that. At least I guess they have to be ultra wealthy to be able to afford that. So the reality is you will be in your home more than you're not. And so set up your home environment for sure. Set up your car environment, your, your work desk environment. Uh, and we've talked about other ways that you can set yourself up for success. That's a great tip, sis, for sure. Any last words, sis? I was just thinking you said set up your car. And that's interesting. I heard something. I just got to throw this in talking about France and Europe. People don't eat in their cars. They're like, eat in your cars? Really? Why would you eat in your car? I've heard that before. Maybe we should all adopt that European attitude about, why would I eat in my car? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think people would lose weight if they would just stop eating in their car. You eat in your car, in your vehicle? Oh, when you're driving? Yes. Oh, a bunch of us fat Americans, we do. We all eat in our cars. So um, I think that would be a great thing. But Chrissy, I think that if you can control your environment... You can do some of the simple things. Just stay with the rules that Chrissy teaches. No matter what, drink your water. No matter what, get on the scale every day. And I am here to tell you, as someone who has kept their weight off for a lot of years, these things, staying accountable, these things will make that road to taking your life back and remaining healthy so much easier. Christy, the battle is not going to go away. But you can choose how bumpy your road is for the rest of your life. What a great episode. I feel encouraged after the battle doesn't end uh, episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I feel encouraged and I hope you guys do too. You guys, thank you for joining us and we will see you on the next one. Thank you, everybody. Hey, I'm Christy Code Red and thank you for listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you want to stay connected to other rebels like you, join us in our private network. Our Code Red app is a one-stop shop, free from ads, algorithms, and censorship, and a place where you can see, listen, and watch everything Code Red. You'll be encouraged, motivated, and fired up to stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. Get recipe ideas, tips, tricks, and help from coaches, mentors, and other rebels. You can also purchase products, programs, and coaching all right there in one place. And if you have any trouble navigating the app, we're right there to help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com forward slash APP to join for free. And I'll see you on the next episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle.